Hello, everyone. My name is Oksana. It's Road to AdWords, weekly AdWords Insider, the 35th. We deliver the news about the creation of our project AdWords. Mm -hmm. uh, Oksana, could you please open up? Okay. okay. Uh, hello, Oksana. Okay. Now, uh, you see, the construction of Edo Castle started in, uh, well, by Tokugawa Yasu started in uh, 1590. Naturally, as soon as he moved in, first he was building uh the town to surround the castle as uh, he had to bring in the workers and the uh craftsmen first and then he started to build uh one palace and then in 1592 totemi hideyoshi started his war uh, with china well actually it was the invasion of korea so all the daimyo were moved to kyushu and Ieyasu was no exception uh and he and if he stayed in Edo building a castle i think that would have given hideyoshi a very good excuse to attack him you know so naturally Ieyasu had to uh either stay in kyushu around hideyoshi or stay put either in osaka kyoto or kyoto uh he didn't he could not spend much time in Edo. so after the battle of sekigahara in uh 1600 uh so he could go back to the construction and then in 1603 uh Yasu becomes the shogun which means he is the uh well war warlord supreme is the exact translation but he becomes the top samurai so after until then he was using only his men uh and then after he became shogun he could use the uh, ma the manpower or the power the financial power and manpower of all the samurai in japan and uh so suddenly uh his ca capacity grew by like tenfold uh so from there on the construction of edo castle became epic okay and now in its final shape how large was edo castle so what remains of it today which is the imperial palace uh, surrounded by a, a deep moat it is about 1.8 kilometers but uh during tokugawa times uh the uh, inside of the inner moat uh, was uh, nearly three times as, no, more than double that, uh, 4.2 square kilometers. And then if you look at the, and then if you talk about the, uh, what was inside the outer moat, then it was 20 square kilometers. So it was as large as uh, one city. And naturally it is the uh, biggest castle ever to be built in Japan. Uh, yes, uh, contemporaneously and also throughout Japanese history. Well, which is uh, quite natural because uh, this this kind of castle has very short history in Japan. Okay. Well, or uh, another way to put it is that it was uh, 2.5 miles uh, wide and 2.5 miles long. So I think that gives you an idea. And then the keep tower, which no longer exists, and uh, I gave you the reason why that is the case uh, last time, the two two sessions ago, uh, when it existed, uh, it was. 58 meters tall so like a 20-story building and uh given that uh, this is pre the pre-modern world most of the buildings were only one had only one floor so you could see that how it really looked loomed large on this on the emerging town of Edo, and that's the intention uh so although it was a symbol of war uh but also the uh, keep tower the tenshu kaku was supposed to uh, give this oppressing uh, feeling to the people living around the castle so that they will obey uh, the shogun's authority. And uh, yeah, 
And also, uh, and then what about the buildings inside? Yes, actually, uh, the Edo Castle was like any other castle. Uh, it was an administrative administrative complex. Uh, so uh, there are numerous buildings, and and then all the uh, daimyo, the feudal lords, would have to come to greet the shogun uh, quite often. So there was one room for that, and uh, it was six hundred and thirty square meters. Or uh, and then when you add the uh, entrance entrance uh, hallway or the corridor surrounding it, uh, where uh, some of the lords had to sit, and it was more than one thousand square meters. Now a basketball court uh, is about what uh, three hundred or uh, four hundred square meters. So you could play back. There would be three uh, pairs of basketball teams playing in this biggest room in Edo Castle. Uh, okay, so I think that is uh, enough to uh, give you the idea of the size of the castle. Okay, so thank you very much, Oksana, and uh, see you next week, everyone. Thank you very much, Tokugawa-san. JJ, could you please join our talk today? Uh, sure, thank you, Oksana. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, we finally announced that uh, our Zeni was just listed on Bitmark, and I've seen the price moving at the very beginning. It was uh, so amazing price moving, but uh, getting stable after a couple of hours. And then I think the market cap is supposed to be roughly like 40 to 50 million USD. That's really a nice challenge, I think. And uh, it passed already four days after listing. And then still the price is stable. And then transaction volume is not so you know extremely decreasing, which means I think uh the price was uh getting stable and stable and uh, in addition to listing event we are about to you know uh show our progress of uh one thing is sepia paper is going to be updated quite soon and then the avatar avatar side it's going to be implemented quite soon as well and then the space side uh, i mean meta space is also going to be provided quite soon I, I, maybe uh, some of the guys you uh, already have seen uh, the sample of uh, Edo Castle and Edo Town, right? It was, I think, so amazing, amazing teaser already prepared for that. Which means, I think, yeah, we we could show some, you know, prototype of the space in which you can experience inside and and and, and you know the uh, from outside what types of design is going to be coming. Uh, uh, those those progress is going to be also uh, announced quite soon. It, it will also, I think, good effect on our on the price of Zeni because, it, you know, as you can see, the market of cryptocurrency is super high volatile. One good news, boom. One bad news, boom. So always we have to keep, you know, uh, providing good news for all of you guys. And then uh, we also will have some great uh, new guy who is really uh, famous in gaming field. He used to work for some famous. Uh, gaming company. I've already talked to him and he agreed with our proposal. So within a couple of days, we can say uh, that we are going to have this new guy who will be in charge of gaming applications as well. Uh, like, you know, CZO, Chief Gaming Officer, something like that, is going to be also joining our project. So happy to show our progress quite soon and then uh, keep an eye on, you know, the price moving of Zeni. It's supposed to be nice price moving nice price to have zeni from now on thank you so much uh, thank you very much uh, jj i'm sure we will have a lot of good news 
<laughs> for yeah, everybody. We spotted. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Mitsushi, hello. Okay. How are you doing this week? Okay. Hello. Uh, so after the listing of our token and exchange, the project started to grab the attention from a general crypto investors, not necessarily from metaverse fund. This is very important. We can from now on we can reach out to general crypto investors and token holders. I think there are two types of investors, and today I'm going to talk about those two natures and what what are advantages of uh, reaching out to those two types of investors. First of all, uh, medium, small and medium-sized investors. I think these kind of people constitute over 90% of investors. So those people do not have like a uh, huge amount of budget, but they uh, make investment in many cryptocurrencies. So they have certain portfolio. They invest in Ethereum, they invest in uh, Bitcoin, and they invest in what we call uh, altcoins. And the important thing is those kind of small and medium-sized investors usually create community. Uh, in Japan, Line Open Chat is very important avenue for other countries like Telegram and Discord. And those kind of investors usually expect returns from their uh, out of their investment. So if these uh, small and medium-sized investors pay attention to these projects and Ediverse, uh, these uh, kind of users will uh, organically and spontaneously create communities, and uh, they they will like. Uh, you know, summarize the projects and, you know, uh, publicize their own content, like a, what we call user-generated contents. So a lot of YouTubers pick and choose uh, altcoins and create uh, videos, and that kind of uh, activities will be accelerated uh, going forward. That's one thing. That's one like, expectation that I have for uh, small and medium-sized users. Secondly, about uh, what we call uh, uh, whales or big uh, investors or rich investors, and these people uh, make investment based on a lot of criteria, but the most important priority or criterion uh, that they uh, emphasize is that uh, whether the token is associated with actual service and product. Even if the white paper seems good, if there's no uh, particular product and content or service uh, with the, which token is associated, I, those kind of investors usually hesitate to put money on. But this project will have a specific and uh, very clear product, which is Ediverse, the Metaverse project, and token will constitute the tokenomics inside the Metaverse. I think this a clear feature is very attractive, uh, I think, to uh, to uh, make uh, motivate a lot of uh, uh, big investors to uh, put their money on. And therefore, I think we can reach out to these two different types of investors going forward. So listing of uh, the tokens thereby a very important uh, momentum for us to accelerate the projects. Uh, so I'm looking forward to interacting with potential investors going forward. That's all from me. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Mitsushi. And uh, Dominique, could you please sum up today's uh, yeah. session? Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you, Oksana. I am just telling that this uh, Jenny listing on BitMod uh, that uh, movement was quite well, and as uh, JJ mentioned, that uh, market cap is just in a, in a very well sustained. It like sort of in Japanese yen term, like you know, five billion, over five billion JPY uh, market cap just in a sustained at the moment. Um, probably that expectation for the Zeni is going to be uh, getting much higher. In futures, because of the project is 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 going to be much more concrete, and then uh, we will see that um, the real real game and also real avatar, and, and the many sort of yeah project will be 
actually realized and then the Zeni value is going to be um, just uh, they evaluated more. And I'm very happy just to see that in a bit more. And also, uh, um, and we will just make more progress about Zeni and also the other token called Coban too in future. So uh, we are now uh, preparing for a uh, blockchain expo in Tokyo's um, that we uh, attended last time, just half half years ago, and and then now uh, we will see that in the Makuhari that uh, 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 we're just uh, informing our next uh, NFT run sale and also katana sale, and also that we might just introduce uh, our avatar at um, uh, blockchain expos and um, yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to what we can see. Um, and that is actually 26th to the 28th of October, so next week. And also, uh, we are uh, now uh, 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 promoting uh, the what we call um, a Daimyo Regional Government Promotion. Um, the, you know, Daimyo is a local feudal lords, and they have to just march to Edo City once every three years. So in this case, in all Daimyo mansions have been selling uh, their local products uh, in the past in the Edo period. So and uh, we now spare 10 land NFTs for each uh, Daimyo mansion to promote local products. So uh, we've just contacted with the, the real local authorities or maybe as in the, the old name family uh, of uh, Daimyo uh, and then, so they can just utilize the, the daimyo mansions and then to just promote the, to promote the place, the, their own place. So, and uh, this project is going to start uh, from the end of this year. Um, and also, now we just already just started the, the digital, digital twin projects. So we are just you know, finding that in the partnership of, uh, with a Japanese company. Uh, I hope that you know, many people, many companies can join us in uh, Otemon areas for the NFT land sale in December. So as we announced already that, that we would just sell uh, the next land sale, that the land NFTs on the 12th December. So uh, uh, I hope that uh, this time um, we're just marketing to the overseas that you know, many overseas fan of adoptions. Uh, uh, <laughs> and our bus and also uh, 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 many different kind of uh, uh, people just you know, coming into this sale. And also Katana is very attractive. It's so beautiful. And um, I'm really looking forward. At, at the same time, um, we are now waiting for the avatar, Shinsengumi. Yeah. Uh, at the first, probably November, there are the two uh, the heroes of a very representative name of the heroes of Shinsengumi. It was going to be sold through the auction. But, you know, uh, 10 Shinsengubi uh, representative heroes will be announced very soon. So uh, we have a, we have a really many projects in the Edubus now. And after, I think this was very uh, great events uh, of a listing of Zenis. So because it, it became now public. So, and then as a public uh, project, uh, we're going to just uh, expand more. And please looking forward. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Dominique, and thank you everybody for talking uh, today. And uh, I will meet you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>